Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm chatting all about the shiny object syndrome. The Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I will bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. So today's podcast, I wanted to kind of break down why you shouldn't get addicted to the shiny object syndrome. And this came to me from a podcast interview that I was listening to and the, the host and the guest just kind of referenced this. And I was like, wow, that's brilliant because I know I've been addicted to the shiny object syndrome um, when it comes to like, oh, is this the business coach I should follow and um, take advice from? Is this the mastermind that I should do? Is this going to help me get to that next level, um, whatever that level might be? And I know a lot of us have that in many different areas in our lives. And that can be, you know, if you have your own business, that could be for you the same thing, or it could be um, your fitness and your health goal. Like that's why I think diets and fitness trends just come and go because we get addicted to that next thing, you know, after um, like P90X, like we don't hear about that anymore, but that used to be the huge thing probably 10 years ago. And now it's just kind of fizzled out, you know, and like Beachbody, um, all of their programs, like they're kind of a constant maybe. I'm not really sure. I don't hear a ton of people talking about them, um, but they used to be really, really big. So that's kind of what happens with our trends in the um, fitness and the wellness space too, is people come and go and we fizzle in and out of trends. So I want to kind of break down things in a different um, a different light to start. And this is based on a book that I was just reading by Osha. Um, it was called Tantra. And uh, OSHA has a film or a documentary on Netflix. I think it's called Wild Wild Country. And um, so love him or hate him. He's an interesting character. I'm not sure. He has written many, many books and his books are pretty heady. And I was just told by a friend that I might like a few of his books. And so, you know, just check them out. So I I thought I'd go with this and um, dive deeper into Tantra because Tantra yoga is something that I was... um, or I still am. I'm like, okay, I'm confused about what, what it looks like, what Tantra yoga actually is. So reading this book, it's been fascinating because each chapter focuses on some really heady information and philosophies. So this one that I thought pertained really well to today's topic about the shiny object syndrome was action versus activity. So Action, if I'm going to break it down in Ayurveda terms, you, we, we think of pitta dosha. We think of doers, you know, getting things done. The to-do list is our friend. You know, that's kind of the go, go, go. Constantly need to be in action. Whereas activity comes into play when we, after we're finished with those to-do lists and after we're finished with our tasks and the actions that we needed to actually take to move the ball forward in our lives, then comes in the activity. Then we suddenly fill our time up with, I don't know what to do with myself. I don't want to sit in silence. I don't want to sit and um, play with my child because it's boring. I, and I, I mean, I'm just stating out random things that that actually came to me because I'm like, huh, why do I want to sit with him? Sometimes it can be dull. Um, you know, he's only three and that those activities don't always stimulate the mind. Um, there can be other things where, we're like, I don't want to sit in silence, so I'm going to turn on Netflix. I'm going to um, pop open this app on my phone. I'm going to do this. You, we just are constantly searching. There's always something else that we could do for activity. Um, when we only do, you know, all of our list, you know, then we kind of sit and mindlessly scroll. So think about it. After we're done with our list, what do you do with your day? When you get home from work, what do you do? Are we, are we intentional with the way we're spending our time? 
Or are we just like, I'm exhausted. I don't have any more capacity to even make dinner. I'm just going to flip on the TV, pop open a bottle of wine, kick my feet up. And that I think is definitely an old image that comes to mind um, for many of us. You know, if I'm thinking back to like the 1950s, like those commercials that you see of like, you know, a father coming home and like just flipping on TV, just zoning out and tuning out. And I think that we've just been programmed that way for so many years that that's what is, that's the only way to do. That's what we should feel. We should be exhausted and we just should just numb out. And um, that's where kind of that uh, activity comes into play. So when we're thinking about this, um, I was listening on the radio to some DJs last week also say kind of the same thing. They were discussing how they had Netflix on and they were mad that Netflix kept popping up with, are you still watching? And they want to watch shows that they could easily scroll their phones and still half pay attention to the show. Totally get that. Cause I've done that myself where you're kind of like, okay, I know I actually have to pay attention to this show and I do want to do something else like scroll Instagram or scroll Facebook or just scroll emails for the 10th million time tonight. Like that's just something that we kind of do. And we always have like five different things going on. We can't just sit and be with one thing. And I've really had to make a practice of this myself because I've been there. Like I was horrible at multitasking. Um, not horrible. And I was, I was good at it, but I was horrible because I just couldn't get myself away from wanting to do 20 different things. Cause I didn't want to sit in the silence. I didn't want to sit with myself. And that was definitely the way it was, you know, before my husband and I were married and, um, you know, when I was single and I lived in an apartment by myself, I just remember always having the TV on the radio on something. Cause the silence was deafening and the silence was where I'd actually have to like sit and like analyze, like, what am I doing with my life? Am I enjoying myself? And I didn't want to have those feelings. I didn't want to have stuff stir up in me that might be uncomfortable. And I think that's where a lot of us kind of sit and live. Now for me this year, I'm really working on um, not kind of chasing that shiny object. Can I sit in the silence, in the stillness? Can I just sit? If I'm going to watch a TV show, I need to try to consciously put away my phone, put away the computer, and I'm just going to watch the TV show. And that's it. Um, I tested that out actually last Friday, I sat and I watched um, a 2020 show. And I used to watch this all the time. I don't watch them uh, as much anymore, just because I know what I'm consuming in. And just like the energy you get, obviously 2020 is a can be a heavy show depending on what they're talking about. So I'm watching and I'm like, wow, I haven't sat and watched a commercial in years, like just actually sit there and watch it because I'm like, I don't have my phone. Um, I don't have my computer. I'm just sitting and watching this TV show. I don't have any way to fast forward this. And you just got to sit with yourself. And I had such an enlightening conversation in my head. I sat there and I was like, wow, look at this commercial. Huh, I wonder why they're selling it like that. Or wow, listen to all those side effects of this, of the drug that, you know, they're pushing on TV or all of those things came up. And then I got to think, okay, what do I think about this show? What do I think is actually going on here? And just analyze my thoughts on things. And I'm like, wow, I used to do this all the time. And I've let go of that because we've just, our lives are not built towards that anymore. Like we've set, most of us have set up our lives so we can easily, you know, zone out and tune out. And we don't have to like have those random thoughts that pop up that might be uncomfortable, that actually might help us break through some stories that we tell ourselves, you know, that we're just kind of stuck in because we repeat the same thoughts over and over day after day, you know, and that's where we start to get in those pattern and those habit loops and we just can't break free from. So trying something to break out of them, that's the first step to kind of get away from that, just that activity that is just, you know, kind of almost pointless and those just kind of spurring and you're just kind of like, you know, you're um, 
you know, stuck in the snow, your tires are spinning and you're like, I can't go anywhere because you're just stuck. Cause we're just sitting there spinning over and over. So I kind of want to break this down now, um, you know, giving into the health and wellness field, because I think we can totally see how we do it in our lives. And it's super easy. It's super easy to do, you know, like it's easy to numb out and not pay attention to what's going on. Um, I think that's a lot of our defaults. And that is uh, something that, again, is my default. I have to consciously, consciously every single evening, be aware of what I'm doing with my time. And um, like last night, I was like, okay, I feel like coloring. So I broke out my adult coloring book and I had um, This Is Us on. Great. That was a great way for me to spend my evening. I enjoyed it. And um, I consciously chose coloring because I'm like, okay, because I is coloring and watching a TV show numbing out, could it be seen that way? I guess. Um, but if you're consciously choosing, I feel like you're not as, you're not really numbing out as much as you are. You're choosing to do that. So that's what I would say. If you're just kind of flipping it on out of habit, maybe just give yourself a pause and say, okay, am I doing this because I really want to, and this is what I need right now? Or am I doing it because I'm tired? I don't want to make any other decisions. And this is just my default. So start there when we're thinking about those lifetime or those lifestyle things. But when we switch gears to the health and wellness, we think about the diet industry. You know, why are they so popular? Why are those different phases? Like uh, Whole30, that was super huge, what, a year or two ago? And then it's kind of fizzled out. Like you don't hear about, about it as much anymore. You don't hear people, you know, even posting on their feeds or saying, wow, I'm doing this and it's working really well. Um, you know, we always have maybe that friend in our life where, they're kind of the barometer of where things are at because they are always posting about what they're doing. And then two weeks later they fizzle out on that and they're on the next trend. And that, um, or maybe that's you, you know, that could be even yourself where you're like, Ooh, this thing. Oh, now it's going to be this thing. Oh, now they're saying to try this. So it's easy to get swept up in the message because when we break that down, we strip away those layers there. It's marketing. It's all advertisement. And there's millions and millions of dollars spent on those campaigns to get us to listen. So we can, you know, hey, they're doing that. Oh, thousands of people are doing this diet or doing this workout program. It's got to be valid. You know, it's must work. Instead of looking like, is this valid for me? Is this going to work for me? You know, we never stop to look at, you know, why, why does this work for so many people? And then if we fail at it, we kind of start to beat ourselves up. Like, why didn't it work for me? And then we kind of go down in the dumps and get into a spiral there instead of saying, well, maybe that was not the thing for me in the first place. And then if we really want to break it down, we have to get into the mindset. Like if you're not mentally ready, like if you think that, hey, this next program is going to be the thing that's going to help me lose those 20 pounds, but you haven't done anything mentally to change your mindset around it, nothing will happen. Like that's honestly, the, that's, that's the truth for anything, any habit change that you're looking at. You know, we can get all of the information that we need. We can have a laid out fitness nutrition program specifically for us. And somehow we can't find a way to follow it or we follow it haphazardly because we haven't adjusted our mindset around it. We haven't decided now is the time I'm actually going to follow through. I'm actually ready to make those changes. And so that's why we can easily get swayed to the, the next shiny thing because we never have to look at why we failed the first time. We never have to say, huh, I tried a program similar. It didn't work. And then we can just say it must have been the program. Like we, we don't look at, you know, what, what didn't I do to follow through? Did I follow through the way I could have? You know, maybe that program wasn't right for you, but maybe 
on the, if you really want to go in and dig deep into that mindset, well, what could I have done mentally? Was I ready for those changes? Was I really ready to give up X, Y, Z? You know, for me, that's the first thing I, when I work with people, it's usually that thing they're like, oh, I could never do that. I'm like, I get it. I was the same way with my early lighter dinners. I, that was, I fought that for two years before I finally gave in and said, you know what? I think I can make this happen. And then once I made that happen, that's literally when um, I've made digestive health changes. Um, I, I lose weight better when I do early lighter dinners. Like I stay more mentally focused in the morning. I'm able to follow through with things. It just, it makes my life so much better. But I fought it again for two years before I finally said, you know what, I'm mentally ready. Like I'm, what do I have to lose by not following this? You know, just keep giving more excuses. And so that's kind of where we have to tune into ourselves and know what are we doing here? Now, another thing that can easily be swept up to, up into, and this is something that's kind of driving me nuts, only because some of the people that I've seen doing this are people that I know um, in the industry and online and in particular on Instagram. This is why we can't get swept up into these people have so many followers, they must be doing it right. Now, amazing, they could be. But I've seen so many people buying followers now because, um, and these people are pre preaching self-worth and love yourself, but yet they're buying followers to make themselves appear bigger online than they are. Now, I say this with this shiny object because I think in our heads when we see that, we think, oh my gosh, they have this many people following them. Whatever they're doing must work amazing. Well, that's not always the truth because some people have spent money to look like they are bigger maybe um, in their own eyes or in our eyes than maybe they are. Maybe what they're preaching is amazing and they, I don't know why you would need to do that. To me, that's out of integrity. That's out of everything I believe in. But that is something to look at because we as a society get swept up in that. We see numbers. We see so many people doing something. We think, yes, that must be it. That must be an expert to follow. And that's something I just want you guys to kind of just think about when you're looking at or even like training programs, coaching, wellness, everything, you know, question everything. Ask, will this work for me? Or, huh, I wonder why they do that. And just kind of just be that scientist, be that discovery of your own life to kind of see, be that detective, you know, for yourself. Because honestly, there's just, it's so easy to get um, so jaded by everything that goes on in the online space and just in marketing in general. So just own that and be, be a questioner, you know, ask those questions and just see if that, that truly is a right fit for you. And I also say this because I have spent I mean, thousands. I just finished with my taxes for last year and I've spent a lot of money, thousands, um, up to 20, probably 25,000 in coaching and the, over the last few years and um, to get what I could have out of it. Some of the coaches did not do a thing that they promised they would. Uh, others, they over-delivered. So you really have to um, have that gut check. Now the a few that I was like, ooh, I had this kind of questioning, like my gut said, no, don't do it. And I didn't listen and I ended up regretting it. That was my inner, that was my inner knowing. And that again is something that you'll have when you look at these things or when you look at these programs, you'll have this gut check of, should I do this program or should I not? And you'll have an inner yes or no, listen to it. Don't, don't disregard that because that is, that is truth and that is your truth. All right. So those are some things that I just want you guys to have, you know, some food for thoughts. So 
when you might be thinking about doing that next kind of shiny thing or to follow or that you should do, look no further than yourself. You might be the best thing to listen to. So at the grocery store, what foods feel like they're going to nourish you? For workout programs, do you enjoy lifting weights, running, dance, yoga? What, what do you like to do? And then you get to decide what is the best program for you, not someone else. You can totally buy a program from someone, but know what you like to do. Don't have them building this program that you know you're like, I'm a vegetarian. They're like, no, you need to eat meat. Like, no, that's not going to work for you. And that's something that you guys need to stand in integrity for. And myself included. I'm saying this because I need this message as well. Um, so I want you guys just to kind of leave you with that. And the weekly challenge is really to examine the areas of your life where you might be following that shiny object syndrome versus listening to yourself. Where are you following that shiny object? And we all do it. And it's easy to do, but just kind of look at it. And maybe one of these nights, instead of, you know, doing whatever you do for your evening routine, add that in there. Maybe journal about that. Just sneak it in there and just say, huh, where is this shiny object syndrome coming up for me? And then why, 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 why? All right. That's what I have for you guys this week. Um, kind of some like just straight up, I don't want to say preaching, but just fire preachy preachiness more preachy than usual um so that's what i have for you guys and uh i look forward to just kind of diving deeper and diving deeper into some things um that have been coming up and coming through for me so i i want everyone to go out there and spread your peaceful power thank you so much for listening to the peaceful power podcast and if you want more information about today's show head on over to andreaclausen.com where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.